Hey, for what it's worth, listeners, this is Tugs, and I wanted to let you know that we actually haven't forgotten you, and we haven't forgotten the show. We just wanted to let you know that we actually are having the worst luck possible in getting this Vore episode done. We've had probably a dozen reschedules. We've had to change guests several times. It's just been, uh, you know, problem after problem, but that's all right. Uh, what we're going to do is present this best of episode, which is the second part of the bullying episode, since some of you requested that. And then what we're going to do is change topics for what we record next. And in the meantime, we will take all the emails and comments you have about Vore and record the Vore episode and release it later. So, our next episode is going to end up being the emergency services and military service episode. If you work for an ambulance, if you're a doctor, if you provide any kinds of those services to people, um, or if you're in the military, no matter what country, uh, if you work for the public sector, let us know. Or if you know someone who does, let us know. And uh, share your appreciation for them and how they've impacted your life, those kinds of things. And we will be uh, having a special guest for that episode. So in the meantime... Uh, Just know we haven't forgotten you. Enjoy this episode. There is new space news. And we will be back as soon as we can. Which probably will be in a week. Maybe two if we can can do it in a week though. We'd probably rather do that. So, enjoy. Hi for what it's worth. Never listen to your episode, never listen to an episode of your show before, but I was interested in your topic about bullying. I was born with a mid case of autism, known, knowing that changed how I interacted around people and how I act as a person. Throughout my entire school, I have been a target by bullies because for the fact I'm autistic. The worst, the worst of it began when I started high school, all the way from my freshman year to my senior year. But it wasn't until junior year that I actually, that I was actually brutally jumped by this other student, all because he thinks I was talking about his mother. After that incident, I'm pretty much coping by refraining myself from other students and became e- extremely antisocial during the rest of my high school days. After that, rarely, let's see, after that, rarely did anyone stood up for me when someone was bullying me. The time, the time even being lunch period, I would just eat and st- sketch behind an old shipping storage containers just so that they wouldn't find me there. It was really hard to cope with bullying, especially if you never able to stand up to your own battles, but hope for somebody else to stand up for you. But the factor of this email, I would like to point out, bullies also go after those who are ugly, and so on. They do, actually. When we were studying or when we were studying, when we were preparing, there was a specific study done on that, and it is totally true. Let's see. Wait. Bullies also go after not those who are ugly and so on, but after those who are disabled, 
which makes them an easier target to pick on. I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic, Danny. I'm really, you know, to to hear your story, it really touched me. Um, you know, to to look hear the fear that you had, um, you know, seeing I can see this this kid that you know, during lunch times, he'd go behind and and just sketch behind storage containers. I can, I can see that. I'm sorry that you had to go through that and that that experience happened to you, that you felt that you were alone and that you felt that you didn't have anybody. You know, one point that really hit home to me was it was really hard to cope with bullying, especially if you never are able to stand up for your own battles, but hope for someone else to stand up for you. There's a lot of times that, you know, that I feel that way, that I, that I would hope that, you know, when somebody's bullying me, that somebody would stand up and, and sometimes, sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. And it, it gets, it can get frustrating sometimes. And, um, your friends are there for you and they will be there for you to, to help stand up for you. Um, true friends will be there to stand up for you. Hey, Gina, what kind of a person picks on a disabled person? What kind of a person? An asshole. Oh, it's a joke. No, it's a fact, but... End of facts. <laughs> oh, boy. That guy's a dick. Whoever's um, picking on him. Anyway, I was gonna... Oh, man, no, I had a point. Uh, I just... It ran away. Hold on. I killed the point. No. No, Tugs with his joke fact killed the point. <laughs> I'm not like saying you don't have any friends, clearly, blah, blah, blah. What I'm going to say is you you will get, you know, if you don't have any good friends or had a, a true friend, I would say, until mm, I was maybe 17, 18. Um, part of it, I think, I've always kind of been a drifter. And I, I think that that stemmed largely from you know, I was diagnosed with uh, diabetes mellitus, type 1 diabetes when I was five. And a lot of kids, you know, thought that was weird. And, you know, in, in the line with disabilities and, and, you know, medical medical issues, people will pick on you for that. Uh, but from an early age, I learned I had to really, because I didn't have, I couldn't draw strength from close friends because I didn't have any. I kind of had to learn to draw from my own strength, like inner strength. Um it, it, I mean, you will you will get good friends if you don't have good friends. At least one or two people. It, it'll happen. It, it happens for everybody. It, it does. And don't lose hope in that. Because I know, for me, a big part of feeling isolated and being bullied was feeling like I had no friends. Because I didn't have any friends for a long time. I think it was a very touching email and a touching story. Thank you. Thank you. If you find someone in your life who has a disability or something like that, do not pick on them. I really, really think karma is especially vengeful with that kind of thing. Um, and until you've walked a mile in their shoes, you have no idea what you're doing to that person. So stop. They have enough pain of their own. So now we're going to go into the topic of talking about ourselves and... The fandom itself. Uh, this email is from Banshee Shelvok. Hey guys, it's Banshee from North Dakota. I saw the topic for this week and couldn't help but throw my two cents in on this. 
I haven't really thought that there would be bullying in the fandom. It kind of strikes me off guard considering how friendly furries are. The only place I've seen hate in the fandom was my brief look into fur affinity. Nasty, really. Not a too nice of a place. Still, that's the only place I've seen hate, let alone bullying. I really did not think a furry would be a bully. If one is, I call kicking them from the fandom first, as I have no tolerance for intolerance. As backwards of a concept that is, it makes sense when you don't think about it. But I can offer some advice on handling bullies. I was bullied all of my school life, and still am in high school, though never by the same person for long. One tip I can offer, if you're brave, is to creep them out as much as possible. Like, never stop chatting with them. Be like a very annoying girlfriend. Just think of how long you'd stick around in that situation. If it's face-to-face, then stand tall, head up with a smile wide. In other words, look as confident as possible, even if you don't feel like it, because they can and will hit you when you are down, so to speak. Other than that, I can't offer much of anything else, so for now, bye. P.S. As an answer to a question asked of me in the How Real Are the Tales episode, no, I don't have a sailor uniform, but I do have my Air Force Junior Reserve Officer Training Corps uniform, plus dress blues. They don't have a navy branch here, sadly. P.P.S. I am learning how to bake cookies just for you guys, so I think I'll send a batch to you guys in a week or two, so you get another digital one right now. And there's a tiny cookie. Yay, cookies! (laughs) Thank you! You know, I think that, that that's real. like, the one key word that came out to me was confidence. Um, definitely, it's it's important for you to have confidence in, in a lot of things, including reading. Um, I like the creep it out. I, yes. <laughs> that's brilliant. Kill him with kindness. Yep. I'll talk to you all the time right now. Let's go. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for the email. Uh, it's always good to hear from Banshee. Doesn't happen too often. Um but good tips in there, and it's, I'm glad you're able to overcome some of your bullies. The next email we have is somewhere on this desk, and it's from Maxie, who listens to us down in Tejas. Hey, Maxie. Hi, Ruin Tugs. Your show topic makes me think about my very first FurCon, Texas Furry Fiesta. It was an interesting year for me. I had just come into being comfortable with being furry and had made a couple of friends. We were in a room where cubs were around and we were having fun inside. But word had gone around where the room was where the baby furs were staying. This started a volley of immature ding-dong ditching and mean shouting at the door. It got to the point where I was afraid to even leave the room and go back to my car. Ever since then, I've been aware of the amount of dislike for cubs. And I'm always sure to keep my interest to myself. I have a different sauna I use when not in cub mode to train have friends who also do not show up being a cub in others' faces. Thanks for everything you do, Maxie. Just accept each other? Oh my goodness, like... it just dr- accept it. It drives me up the wall that a person can want to be raped by tentacles with 300 horse sticks coming out of the little suckers <laughs> and want to also be vored at the same time by a herm. And that's perfectly acceptable and that's fine and they get no shit. But a person who engages in age play does not get the same benefit in the fandom. It is a load of horse shit. Now, Part of that is driven by a lack of information. Here is a secret. Most baby furs don't like dealing with scat in any way, shape, or form. They don't. And they are definitely, the ones that are, are not interested in sharing it with you or anyone else. The three or four times some douche bad apple came along and ruined it for everyone was not reflective of the community as a whole. And everyone knows little groups have bad apples and that the idiots speak the loudest. That being said... They just want to get along, and they want to have a beer with you, and bullshit. And they're and not pedophiles. No, they're not. And 
They're what? not trying to like I don't know. They're not they're not wanting to actually have sex with a child or anything like that. Exactly. So lighten up because seriously it's you like your 300 horse sticks coming out of a tentacle in a hermvor. That's fine. I, I'm cool with it. So whatever. I'm just trying to live my life. Shut up. So now it, can we talk about your con experience? Um, I've just, I've, Ooh, yeah. I've gotten the same harassment at, and it was worse. It was a lot worse 10 years ago at FC. Um, people were putting up posters called like the old furs come rot with us and stuff. And they're funny on their own, but it was a, it was a stream. So eventually it was malice. Um, and so we got together and decided we're going to have a party and we'll open the door and everyone can come in because FCS has the party floor. And, uh, at the time it was a little contentious because some people believe that you should only have milk and cookies and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not part of that faction. I like to have a good drink. I like to have lots of good drinks in sequence usually and get drunk. And so it was a drinking party. We had a bar. We invited people up for a shot. And, and guess what? These people were normal. Whatever they were wearing under their pants was no one's concern. Everyone got along fine. And people were like, this is fun. We can be kids at heart together. And it was great. And so since then, it's done a lot of good for at least FC. You know, uh, actually, before I actually met you, you know, my, my stereotype, what I actually knew about um, Baby First is I... I knew that they were the best people to go around to go drink. That's that's the now See? the stereotype is that they have all the booze. Go to a baby fur party and then some people may not agree with it, but I'm okay with that stereotype. <laughs> but it's just you know what we all have our things. Three, I know that we all sticks. come. <laughs> I know we all come from different walks of life, but this has brought us together. Let's let's not bring, you know, we have enough coming from outside to the fandom or, you know, outside things that you have going on in your life. There is no room for this in the fandom. You're a hypocrite if you really, if you're one of the haters. Exactly. Or if you're, if you're bullying another furry or different things like that, then there's no room for this. Get it out. Or just get out of the fan. Or learn. Or just learn. Learn. Yeah, out of that, learn. Yeah, learn. I like, like that. Remember, we're all weirdos. Yes, exactly. I'm not I'm not advocating go try things you're not into. If you don't want to, don't. I'm saying learn if what you're thinking in your head is true or not. And the fact is, is most baby viewers just want to... They just want to hug a plush and watch TV. I would, you know, I mean, I, I can't speak for all of them, but it's it's just a general... Let go of responsibility thing and move on. We're I'm gonna say it again. Furries are fringe elements. I mean, we are the most accepting culture of people you can find. And for some for for one fur to hate on another fur for being into vor or being into or being a baby fur, it, it just it doesn't. Oh my god! So have you? as being a butt. Just also, because Gina has flinched every time I've said it, I just needed to say it one more time. Tentacles with three hundred horse sticks. No. <laughs> <laughs> so have you okay. experienced? Have you experienced hate in the fandom? Uh, I would say that yes, I have. A particular example comes to mind. Uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, someone had befriended me, I won't say names, won't name names here, uh, on f through Facebook, uh, 
and they were another fur and another hyena and they um basically we got into a little spat over biology because we were talking about lions versus hyenas whatever anyway so we you know we're kind of kind of butting heads about certain things uh this person ended up deleting the the post and then from then on blocked me and started badmouthing me and eventually it got to the point where this person claimed that I stole their persona and you know I had never met this person prior to this and they were making you know all of these stories and basically it got to the point where they were you know slandering my name to their little group of friends um you know and then they started fabricating stuff like claiming oh it you know they posted on their fan page that oh my 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 boyfriend is not a furry because of his own choice but that i forced him into it and i made his his persona and he's creeped out by it but he can't say anything blah 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 and you know when i actually found the page and found the post and responded to it and you know my boyfriend also responded to it which you know he was a fur he found me through for affinity um she deleted it and said oh good job trolling trolls can't believe you guys so pretty much it's gotten to the point where she <laughs> posts inflammatory things toward me on her Facebook page, you know, anywhere from one to three times a week, every week. How? And I have not talked to her since at least a year ago. <laughs> like, it is it is ridiculous. I mean, some of the stuff that she said. Uh, so basically, it, it got to the point where it affected my mental health. Like, you know, having somebody say they, they want to see you dead or... You know, oh, I'd curb stomp them or, you know what I mean? It was, and they even, you know, made a derogatory statement toward me on Fur Affinity under a troll account uh, saying that, oh, I heard you're a diabetic. Well, diabetics don't live as long, so enjoy your short life, essentially. Um, it's pretty low when, when that's a low blow when somebody goes after you for a, a you know, a, a medical issue <laughs> that you can't change. Um, anyway, so yeah, I had to essentially, my response to that was I had to kind of turn the other cheek and, and be the bigger person. And, you know, I don't post crap about this person. I don't drag their name through the mud and make up crap about them. Uh, they see fit to continue doing so to me, but I, you know, you know, I, I am aware I'm not the only hyenasaur out there and they should be aware of it too. Uh, you know, that they're not the only one and they can't copyright that species, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, yeah, that's, uh, that's my stance on it. That's also cyberbullying too, right? What, that, and that's cyberbullying as well. So it's, you know, I've had multiple people say I should probably take it to the authorities with all of the screen caps and everything that I have proof of showing them, you know, making crap up about me to their friends and saying, I can't be friends with you if you're friends with Gina Hyena blah 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 and I found out from a couple of people who are actually this person's ex-friends now they came to me and said that she had gotten access to their Facebook accounts and deleted me from their friends lists so uh, very controlling she hacked their Facebooks yeah so anyway I you know it's it's ridiculous what would you recommend to somebody that's going through a same similar situation as you? Because 
there are people that are out there that are facing the a very similar situation that you are, especially now that we're crossing over to cyberbullying. What? Uh-huh. How would you recommend dealing with these people? Because what tends to happen? I bet that if you met this person in in real life. That she wouldn't act the same exact way to Oh, you. I, I can guarantee she would not act the same way. <laughs> it seems like on the internet that people use the internet any way that they want to. Like, they they go and attack people. It, and what? Anyways, what do you have to say? Well, I can't, I, I'm just speaking from personal experience firsthand, not saying that I'm dealing with it in the appropriate manner necessarily. I have not taken any of this to the authorities. Um... I know it's it's hard to say, but, you know, block them on any of the social media. Make sure none of your personal information is, you know, on the internet in an easily accessible place that they could find it. Because you don't want them, like, oh, say, prank calling your house or something like that. There have been, there have been revenge instances uh, I know of, of people in the fandom where, like, they had websites and stuff. and um, Because unless you buy a proxy registration with a website your address is public record because it's considered a public resource for a lot of purposes and so your address is out there yeah so pretty much just just be careful stuff that you wouldn't want the general public to find out about like personal stuff that you'd only want like friends to know make sure that's not anywhere where your enemy could (laughs) find it but I'm going to bring this out. I I guess I feel sometimes powerless when people start doing things like that. Yep. You know, and it's almost like if you say anything, it makes matters even worse. And then what ends up happening is people feel like that you are fooling, you are, you're part of the issue or part of the problem. And so because you're feeding the fire in in some some ways if you stand up for yourself so how do you do it you just ignore it you just let them continue to just block the block button is a very good button yep and i mean that that goes across any kind of social networking uh mmos if you're into you know gaming online you can block people unless they make multiple block. accounts to troll you and then you just have to keep blocking and blocking and blocking which again this person has done that to me as well I've it's really run the gamut at this point um, one of the biggest things though to remember is if someone is that hateful of a person and, and this person complains about multiple people don't get me wrong I'm not the only one that they're being weird toward um, <laughs> sounds like that they just know yeah. that people will begin to realize if you're yourself, if, if you're being true to yourself and, and being a good person and, and not, you know, and taking, taking the higher ground and not being a jerk yourself, they'll see that compared to this person who's constantly, you know, making fun of you and slandering you and saying all these horrible things. And then a lot of times you'll start to notice that maybe this person starts to lose friends because they're so hateful Nobody wants to hear about that. Nobody wants to sit there and read that crap all the time, every day, multiple times a day from somebody. They don't. It's It gets tiresome. And and then a lot of times those people will start to wonder, oh, hey, what what's, what's so bad about this person? And maybe they'll come to you and ask you what you did to wrong them that was so horrid because all the time they complain about you, you know? 
and I've made friends that are this person's ex-friend because of it, because they're sick of this person's crap. So Rue has the clap going on. So you've basically nailed it on the head, I think. I couldn't people, have said it any better than people make their own reputations. Let them make their bed. They can sleep in it on exactly. their own. Exactly. Don't help them. I there is one thing because I know that on breaks and stuff you've you've just had this rage in your eyes and I really mm -hmm. want the audience to get a sense of how impactful this is to you. So how would you describe the impact? I mean, if you can, if you can even put it into words, how much rage and bother does this give you? Um, basically, I've kind of learned to to set that aside. I mean, yes, it it angers me, but I for my own mental health. I can't be that concerned about it. You know what I mean? So it, it literally it comes to far. it comes to the point where you know you have to say, you know what? I'm I'm. They can say whatever the hell they want. I've got them blocked. They can't see my stuff now. Even if they complain about me for ages and a day, but can you still see their stuff? Yes, I can. So do you have to do you have to avoid looking for it? Do you do you have to make? A I conscious do. Effort? I do. I make a conscious effort to not look because. Yeah, it's yeah. You see, the I think the difference between cyberbullying and real bullying, real world bullying, is that you get the block button. You truly can ignore a bully on the internet, and anyone else can ignore them. And eventually, what are they going to do? They're going to have to go outside. Right. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. And so that's the fundamental difference. And you know what? One of the greatest things is I have to say is that Google Voice blocking is amazing. You can block any phone number with Google Voice. Just not that I'm. That was a really random tangent. No, but no, okay. no, because texting is cyberbullying. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it is. You can it get. Counts, yeah. yeah, it counts. I mean, kids these days get all kinds of nasty grams on text, and it's like or block them. Sexting or whatever, where like you know <laughs> yeah. somebody sent some some of kids sent someone else a picture picture of a them penis. topless or a picture, and then that spreads around. And I mean, multiple cases of you know middle schools and high school kids killing themselves over a photo that would get out you know what i mean or like that wasn't there a girl that drank bleach or something a high schooler that killed herself because she drank bleach yeah like and there's a guy who was bullied so much he put his suicide on the internet exactly exactly it's it's just escalated to a point that you know privacy is not private anymore man it's you just got to be careful you've yeah well i think you can have privacy on the internet but you have to have a lot of technical savvy and know-how that most people just don't have the time to acquire. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, we're coming up on the end of the segment, and we have one um, last type. Go play Animal Crossing New Leaf. Outside Fun. hate towards the fandom, is that correct? It is, and we have one final email. Yeah, and that who is that from? I believe it's from Orion. Oh, Orion. Okay, this is what it says. Orion? Hi, for what it's worth. Once again, so hate... I mean, fandom hate. I, along with everyone else, hates it. Whether it's comments on furry, furry videos on YouTube, biased articles, documentaries, or www.godhatesfurries.com, it always manage, manages to get under me, my skin. Well, at least it used to. Nowadays, they are just plain entertainment. Trolls get satisfaction from replies. I get satisfaction from troll comments. Yeah, I don't get it either. Anyways, I have three personal solutions for making a 
a personal rain cloud of sadness go away. On for affinity, turn your contact filter to general and bask in the cuteness that the general uh, that is general furry art. Two, look up convention videos on YouTube. Three, if possible, go to a meet. I personally never have, but I heard it works well. The point is, feel proud of the fandom. We are awesome. And no one can tell you otherwise. There are fursuits to be worn, art to be drawn, stories to be written, and of course, cookies to be eaten. Now get out there. Anyways, keep up the fantastic work. Thank you, Orion. Yay! That's a clap from Gina. <laughs> Gina clap. Gina clap. <laughs> All right. So why do people hate on the fandom and how? So there was the YouTube. There was... Um, well, he was just sharing ways. Well, right, right. But he was saying that there's YouTube stuff. I'm just thinking of where people... Where you see this... this this bullying of the fandom or people who are in the fandom because oh this video was made by furries dislike um well I, I, see and i i talk to people both in and out of the fandom as i go through life and someone i know out there who's probably listening um presents a good point i mean our fandom has a very large sexual component and as a cultural internally we're okay with that we don't tend to mind it and we basically are of a you have the right to choose whether you're going to look at the porn or the art or whatever or not. Um, but we're not as discreet about it as society in general is, by comparison, at least Western society. So are we are we presenting ourselves accurately or are we setting ourselves up for some bullying? You both are just sitting there. With I your think I think on. it's being, you know, furry is to your own personal interpretation. Yes, it is. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm just saying that... But you need to be accepting of other people's personal interpretation of it. Make fun of it and still be a part of it. But at the same time, it's... Yeah, you don't want to see it just all lumped under one thing and, oh, this is all it's about. Because it's not. You're multifaceted, you know what I mean? You're not just about sex or, the you know, the whole stereotype that all foxes are sluts and blah, blah 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 you know so are we are we being honest or are people who don't understand the furry culture who aren't a part of it are, are is it a lack of knowledge or are we or are we being bullied or are we really obsessed with sex that is a deep question and it needs you know an what? answer and i think that it's a little bit of both mm-hmm. you think it's a little bit of both i do how how mm-hmm I believe that there are some people that are within this fandom and all it is is just for sex or about sex. Right. But I believe that there's another part of people that have a deep connection to um to furry and to their character and to who they who they are and they're not all about just sex. And then there's a mixture between the two that has both so I, I do believe that there is, I believe that there is two sides of the fam, um, fandom sometimes, but um, but I believe that they integrated, I guess. So kinda. so so in turn, you're saying basically that it's just a cultural difference. We are we're just more open than the rest of society, and it's it's different. I, I guess I'm not. Okay. Sh- what yeah. do you think, Gina? I feel that any culture 
any subculture is going to have a sexual facet to it. Like, you know, if you're if you're a Trekkie, if you're you know, a whatever, it's your report to the Skick Bay. Ah, no. <laughs> I've got a tentacle for you. <laughs> there you go. Um, but you know, it it's it's and pretty much think about it when what is the, our most one of the most media eye-catching things about sex. fandoms sex. sex sex sells sex you know what i mean people notice it and regardless of who you are it's and i mean i'm not going to say that there aren't sex fiends in the fandom there's sex fiends everywhere there's sex fiends everywhere exactly and unfortunately that's that tends to be the the thing that stands out the most to people and that's what gets the most attention. I mean, you know, the first thing out of people's mouths who are un- uninitiated with with the fur fandom uh, is, oh, do you, you know, oh, you have sex in those costumes? You go to big orgies, you know, because of what the media puts out. And it's just, I don't know. It's, yeah. There is so much more to this fandom than just sex. Okay. Well, that answers that. So we are going to take our final break, uh, and then we will come back and share some tips on preventing bullying, fighting back, and finally play the game. Yay! Hey there, fellow gatherings of star stuff. Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of spacey goodness for you. As of Sunday, June 29th, here are your space headlines. NASA's LDSD, or Low Density Supersonic Decelerator, was launched yesterday and completed its test. The team calls the flight a success even though the experimental supersonic parachute, that is, a parachute designed to stand up to being deployed at speeds higher than Mach 1, did not fully deploy. The side-mounted inflatable ring, however, functioned just as expected, increasing the vehicle's surface area and thereby increasing its drag. There was a saying surrounding this test that if everything went according to plan and worked without incident, the team would get an A, but if something failed or didn't go according to plan during the test, the team would get an A+. This meant to emphasize the point that they learn more from failure than from success, and they will certainly be poring over the data and the hardware recovered to find out why the parachute did not fully deploy. Two more tests of this type of hardware are scheduled for this time next year. SpaceX recently ran a test flight to further refine their reusable rocket system. This time, they added small fins as control services to help guide and steer the rocket as it returned to the launch pad. The fins themselves actually look a bit more like tennis rackets than the ordinary tail fins we're used to seeing, and extend straight out once the vehicle has begun its descent. The reason for this design is to minimize the size of the control surface while maximizing its effectiveness. The crosshatch design concentrates the influence of the control surface into a much smaller area, making it lighter. And in rocket science, Weight is always the enemy. Feel free to track down their video of the test flight and how they scared the poor cows in the neighboring field. Russia recently scrubbed a test launch of their next generation rocket, the Angara. This is different from the Soyuz in that it's 100% Russian homegrown. The Soyuz rocket and capsule were both designs modernized from the Soviet era. The design has been in the works for roughly 20 years and is planned to be launched at both Russia's current cosmodrome in Kazakhstan and the new space center currently in construction in the far east of Russia itself. The purpose of all this is to reduce their dependency on utilizing resources once held by territories of the USSR, now independent nations. On Friday, while on the launch pad ready for flight, the onboard computer detected a fault and shut the system down. The vehicle was removed and rolled back off the pad for inspection. Here's hoping they can get it in working order. Another space-worthy rocket is never a bad thing. 
The Orion capsule recently completed the most complex and difficult parachute test to date. The test itself had numerous parameters, including checking to see if the system could endure one of the three chutes opening fully too early. The idea is to open the chutes slowly to make the deceleration more gradual. This makes it less rough on the vehicle, its components, and the astronauts aboard. By checking to see if the vehicle could withstand the more sudden, immediate full deployment of at least one of these chutes, they prove the durability of the vehicle, and it gives them valuable inertial data they can use to determine if it's safe for manned flight. This past Tuesday, June 24th, the Curiosity rover completed a full Martian year on the surface of the Red Planet. That's 687 Earth days. To commemorate this, the rover extended one of its instrument arms, turned the camera back around, and took a photo of itself, both before and after drilling a hole in the ground to collect rock and soil samples. This is a monumental achievement, having a robotic rover in operation on a distant celestial body for one full revolution of that planet, in spite of the difficulties that come along with that task. Anna can take a selfie. The rise of the machines has come, and they're active on social media. That's all we've got for you today. To find out more about what's happening in the realm of space travel and technology, follow NASA and other related organizations on Twitter, Facebook, and other social networking sites. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying keep looking up, space fans. Welcome to the final frontier of the show, also known as the last segment and bad intro jokes. These are the Voyagers, of, for what it's worth. The, <laughs> the Voyagers? So before uh, we get to the bullying tips, because my show notes have decided to take a vacation, um, I did want to ask Gina one question that only Gina can answer for us today. Okay. How do women bully different than men? Women... In my opinion, women are more passive aggressive. Um, it's and and I I would say manipulative. Like you, you kind of it seems like they will sort of. It's almost like it seems like it's more every man for himself with women, especially like in in say a work environment hmm. versus men, which I it seems like they more like they group up if one sees his buddy picking on somebody though but i don't know i mean i'm that's just from the woman side of it oh i was just curious because guys will just like slug each other and get it over with exactly and they tend to work out their issues a little bit women seem to hold grudges and really see i guess maybe it's because i've been raised by pretty much two sisters my mom I, i mean i have my dad as well but you know i there was a lot of passive aggressive stuff. Tons. And yeah. so that's that's basically my fights that that I've ever had is even with my family it's been passive aggressive type stuff. That's what it is. Well that's interesting because didn't you say at the beginning of this long show that uh women do it in groups more than guys? Yeah, it said that um 
Yeah, that's correct. That girls bully in groups more than boys do. Are we talking about children or adults? Does it say? It does not. Okay, I could see, I could see bands, little bands of bands of little girls. Just, yeah. But when you grow older, it's different. Do women bully through sex? Uh, I think they can manipulate through sex, definitely. Okay. Um, well, there's it's, it's 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 kind of a. I think some people see it as a commodity, like you know they use sex to gain popularity or preference with. With you know, by gaining popularity, I mean like, you know, getting a lot of guys to like them. You know, it. Or the yeah. fact I don't know, like the fact... oh, I, I, the sound changed. Gina so has just showed up at the studio finally. <laughs> oh, was I not talking? No, no, you're fine. You're okay, fine. cool. All right, whatever. I'm I'm retarded. And then, what are your thoughts um, on? I guess like you know, bullying. Would you get bullied by a guy? I was bullied by a guy, and I remember this kid's name was Tanner, and this is elementary school, and it's been, you know, ages, so I, and I don't remember his last name anyway. Uh, actually, I do, but I won't tell you. Anyway, this kid, he was in my class, he was, he was not the brightest kid, and he'd been held back a few grades. This was, I was in fourth grade, and I think at this time he was in fifth or sixth. Um, he would always, like, he physically, like, like, like would push me or and it was just I avoided him at all costs because like he'd get really rough on the playground and kind of be a jerk and then one day finally I stood up to him and 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 I I mean I slugged him pretty good right right in the stomach and he did not mess with me from that day on and we went through junior high together and all that I never had a problem with it it was interesting so do you see it in anywhere in your life today where a guy will bully a man will bully a woman yes in certain like i have certain social groups of friends that i have one or two um gay guy friends who are on the same social level as some of my girlfriends as far as like they are catty and and passive aggressive kind of like in their and i'm not sure if it's just like i don't know like it's it's very interesting to see you know it's it's kind of like they bully like a girl would bully some of them. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Any other thoughts on the gender differences in bullying? Uh, yeah, that's say that's, something profound. Uh, this is this is profound. Listen to the sweet sound of this seagull and some ocean noise. Here you go. <laughs> All right. Well. So. Let's go on to the subject of how to deal with bullies. How do we deal with them? Um, And I'm going to give you some quick little points. Give them a tentacle. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Gina's over here pouncing. She's like, I'm going to bully you. (laughs) Don't make me bring out my bully fists. Ooh, bully. All right, so here's some top ten things. Ready? Are you doing a top ten? Kind of. Oh, okay. not really. Okay, go. So it says, know what kind... Oh, here you go. Here's some tips. Know what kind of bully you are dealing with. Does he do it to others? How does he react in different situations? So understanding the bully can definitely give you insight of why he may be doing something to you. Okay. Two, work around, work your way around the bullies. Try avoiding them. You know, if you, there's a way for you to not be around them, 
then do so. I would also argue that treating schools school or schools work is a way to get around the problem too. Um, let's see. Three, show minimal reaction to bullying. So in other words, just, you know, don't react to, to their bullying. Don't act that you're hurt, um, from their bullying. Don't retaliate because all that you will be doing is feeding the troll. Do not make jokes at your own expense to try to prove that there is nothing that they can do to hurt your feelings. Number five, um, instead reflect, um, reflect an insult back at a verbal attacker. What? What? Explain. So in other words, it can, it can actually, if you can reflect it back at them, like if they say something and you say something back as far as like reflecting what they're saying to you. So you don't, you don't um, necessarily, if you reflect it back at them, then it ends up turning, it backfires on them, if that makes sense. So prove that they're a hypocrite? Yeah. Okay. So, or, or something like that. Yeah, someone calls you fat, your face is fat, with your fat little cheeks that look like cherubs. Cherubs! Cherubs, Remi- she says. And it, you know, it adds a little bit more here. It says, remember, do not... Um, remember not to show the bully the attention that they are hungry for. This will allow the bully um, of pleasure of actually hurting others emotionally. Um, let's see. Report all bully to an authority figure. That's a good one. Seven, help others. Bullies are people that try to make themselves look good. If you're if you step in to help somebody, then that will thwart them from being able to do that. Take martial art lessons. Learning self-defense. And then most important of all, outsmart them. In other words, you know, um, like for example, if a bully comes up to you and says, What's wrong with you? And you say pretty much everything. Why do you ask? You know, that's just some of the some of the ones, you know, some of the ones that I would say. Here's here's Rue's little list that he's going to add on. Don't take everything to heart. That everybody, you know, everything that people say to you, don't take it to heart. Um and that's pretty much it. That was a good list. Very good list. Yep. Short, my favorite kind. You're welcome. <laughs> Unless I'm a winner and then there's zeros. I want a long list. Hmm. All right. Any other bullying tips? I'm going to say this. I say this every single episode. Wait. And that tip is? The tip is, is, you know, you're not alone in what you're doing. I, I mean, what's happening to you? Things happen to you all the time you know things happen to people all of the time everyone is going through problems everybody is going through struggles and you're not alone know that there are people that are going through something that's similar to you i i find that comfort in that knowledge because what that does to me is that makes me make sure that other people know that they have people that care about them 
And so therefore, instead of me thinking about myself and how horrible things are, I reach out to other people and that are maybe struggling with it and I help them with that. And, and when I help them with something that I may be struggling with, it helps me to be able to overcome what I'm going through. And your true friends will always let you know what's up. Any profound words from the great Unisaurus? Okay. Well, Yay. that's that. <laughs> Woohoo! As you can tell, it's been a long recording session for us. But it is time to move on to everyone's favorite part of the show. The, the game! game! Woo! Woo! Ready for your game? Yeah. All right. So here we go. The game is called True or False. And Rue has the instructions. Let's see. You are about to be asked some true and false questions. You get only one guess because the other one is is wrong. <laughs> one guess equals one point. If you guess wrong, you are wrong. Any questions? This is pretty easy. I would like to say before we start this game that I think this is the easiest game we've ever written. But we'll see what you say. So here we go. Ready? Question one. Many consumers think of Chipotle Mexican Grill as a healthy place to eat. The chain recently became the first fast food chain to label the ingredients it uses that contain GMOs, genetically modified organisms. The list is Deepanut's website and is not in stores. A note on the site's ingredient page says the chain is trying to eliminate GMOs, but that it's impossible to find reliable sources of corn and soybeans that don't include them. So here's and, your question. And now the question. A steak burrito with chili green sauce, lettuce, cheese, black beans, and steak has 15 grams of saturated fat. True or false? I am actually going to go with false. Son of a bitch. <laughs> that is incorrect. It is true. I thought there would have been more saturated fats. Okay. Anyway. Question two. Kathleen and George Williams told WXIA, which is the station, they returned to their Grayson, Georgia home on this day to find that someone drove a red pickup home house into the truck. As it turns out, that someone was a two-year-old. A neighbor across the street admitted to police that he was unloading the pickup with his toddler in the cab, and the boy managed to put the truck in gear. The vehicle then rolled at a fairly low speed across the street and into the house. No one was injured in the incident. The crash broke gas and water lines, two windows, and left a large hole in the outside wall. But the Williams say they aren't angry with their neighbor because it was only an accident. So, ready for your question? The question. The first, true or false, the first water pipes in the United States were made of glazed clay. In the United States? Yes. Mm, false. That is correct! Can for a bonus question? I mean, not a, no, just an imaginary, just... imaginary bonus point. What do you think that they were made out of? Um, I'm gonna go with lead, maybe. No, they were made from wood. Oh, wood! But you still get that point. Yep. All right. Question three. You want this one, Rude? You want me to keep going? Okay. In Black Diamond, Alberta, a man said he was driving off his freshly washed car by speeding. That's what the Canadian man told the Mounties when they stopped him doing 180 kilometers per hour, which is 112 miles per hour, south on the highway 
uh, on the highway south of Black Diamond, Alberta, in western Canada. The driver was a 67-year-old who lives in the area. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police said Tuesday the judge fined the man $800 and suspended him for driving for 45 days. The question, true or false, the Black Diamond rating of the ski course is grade 35%. Meaning you drop 35 feet for every 100 feet you go forward, more or less. True? That is incorrect. False. Black diamond courses are glazed and graded at 40% or more. How do you like this game so far? Lovely. (laughs) Very, very good. A Minnesota mother and her 18-year-old son are accused of stealing nearly $5,000 in frozen gopher feet and selling them for a bounty. 37-year-old Tina Marie Garrison and Junior Lee Dillon, both of Preston, were charged last month when receiving, with receiving stolen property and theft. They gave the feet to local townships to offer rewards as they tried to limit the gopher population. Uh, let's see here. The owner found Dillon had turned in 1,014 feet dollars in feet in November and in December $3,700 in 80s or $3,700 of feet forget the 80 and now the question true or false a gopher will not live with its mate ah gopher biology what is this I feel like my head's in the ground here I don't know what I mean um I'm gonna go with false son of a bitch it's true gophers are extremely solitary creatures oh i was like well it's a rodent and it lives in a burrow and a lot of those are you think that gophers are like gonna be like no they they cuddling they they get together to do it and then leave Oh, that's awful. <laughs> it's a one-night stand. <laughs> Question five. A nine-year-old girl was admitted to Turkey uh, with a passport that bore a picture of a unicorn instead of her. The documentation had come with a stuffed toy sold by a British Build-A-Bear store. The girl innocently gave it to Turkish customs officials who inattentively stamped it, thus giving the magical creature their official approval. True or false? Build-A-Bear has 50 stores in the UK. False. That is incorrect. True. I don't know. It is stated on their official website. Well, I don't go to Build a Bear because their plushes aren't even that nice. So it's there. I said it. I have a Build a Bear. Yeah. Well, they don't have a hyena, so they can all suck my pseudo phallus. Whoa. Okay. Question six. A fast food foil, a fast food foil, a fast food worker foiled robbers with an ingenious drive-through strategy. Gun-wielding thugs were knocking off a Burger King in Stockton, California, when the restaurant employee spotted their getaway car, which was unlocked and running outside. The sharp worker slipped out, jumped into the car, and sped off. Cops soon hunted down the wheelless thieves. Authorities said. Question: True or false? McDonald's longtime CEO Ray Kroc. Um, invented and implemented the drive-through window. Trolls. What? Foo. No kidding. True. Trolls. I don't. You know what? Why doesn't Rue answer any of these? Because <laughs> he's the host. Aww. False. Fans of trivia may be interested to know that the first drive-through business establish establishment was not a restaurant, but a bank. 
the central, um, the city central bank in Syracuse, New York. Yep. Um, which opened a drive-through in 1928 for the convenience of busy bank customers. Question seven. Thailand's Buddhism body said it is monitoring monks nationwide for any inappropriate behavior after a video showed monks using luxurious personal items while flying on a private jet. The YouTube video showed one of the monks was wearing stylish aviator sunglasses, carrying a luxury brand travel bag, and sporting a pair of modern-looking wireless headphones. It attracted criticism from Buddhists nationwide. When the Lord Buddha was alive, there wasn't anything like this. There were no cars, smartphones, or cameras, so the rules were much simpler. While the monks need to keep themselves abreast of new knowledge, current events, and technology, they are restrained to choose the appropriate tools. Question. According to Google, 99% of video traffic on YouTube is from 30% of their videos. True. That oh, is look, correct. I got it right. Ha, take that. <laughs> it was revealed in 2011. <laughs> you just had this look of, ugh. On your face uh, right now. I don't like true and false things very much. But, but you have a 50% chance of always getting the point. Rather than not having any choice. So, question eight. Commuters on a train line in northern Stockholm were met with an unusual sight this week. Male train drivers and conductors were wearing skirts to work. Train driver Martin, I can't read that, says he had, <laughs> he and more than a dozen others at the unpronounceable line, have started wearing skirts in the summer as a protest against the train company's uniform policy, which doesn't allow shorts. Question, true or false? You must have a passport when visiting Sweden to use a domestic rail system. The domestic rail system. False. That statement is true. You can't buy a train ticket without a passport. Unless you're Swedish, then you can use your driver's license. Really? Mm-hmm. Number that's, nine. That's good general knowledge that everyone knows. <laughs> I know, right? Number nine. Beware of drunk deer on the roads when driving in France. Authorities in Lot, France, have issued a warning that drunken deer are staggering around its roads, running into things like trees, houses, and moving automobiles. Deer are very fond of buds bursting with sap. They ferment in the alcohol stomach and produce the same effect as when a person consumes a large amount of alcohol. The animal is then confused, no longer perceives danger, and can move into areas it usually wouldn't. Question. True or false? French... Ghana. French Ghana is no longer a French-owned colony. True. (laughs) French... That's incorrect. It's false. French Gohana. <laughs> French Gohana. <laughs> French Hakuna Matata. <laughs> it's a wonderful phrase. Um, <laughs> is an inter inter integral integral part of France, and even seems the even enjoys the same benefits as all colonies in the EU. <laughs> Countries. Countries, never colonies. You just pissed off half of our audience. What? They're countries, not colonies. Okay, I'll read it again. Nope, it's good. Question 10. The largest Native American tribe in the United States is seeking to dub the classic 1977 movie Star Wars into Navajo as a way to help preserve its traditional image. Close your laptop. Approved 18 months ago, the debut is on Independence Day. Question. True or false? 
the movie Independence Day started playing on July 4th, 1996. True. False. It began on July 3rd, though some theaters started July 2nd. Um, that movie sucked. To coincide with the movie's plot starting day. So let's get the final score from our Michaelis tech. We have four whole points, two whole points. You were holding up four fingers. Two points, Gina. How do you feel about that score? I feel like a terrible person. <laughs> I think that that has been the lowest that we've ever had anybody score. Good. No, we've had a zero. Oh, we have. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me to talk to my friends. I'm talking to them, and I'm incredibly frustrated with these stupid true and false questions. I hate true and false. <laughs> well, that's it for the game. Uh, we actually, I think, Rue, I think we should save the mailbag. We only had two uh, emails. We'll save it for our next episode. Mm-hmm. Does that I agree. Good? All right. Well, that's it. What are we doing next episode? We are doing unspoken rules of the fandom. So, what does that mean, Tugs? Well, uh, in society at large, there are a series of unspoken rules that everyone should follow. For instance, don't walk around in hotels with bare feet. Don't get on an elevator. Wait for the people on the elevator to get off before you attempt to get on. Little things like that that aren't really written in law, but are good rules. So what are the unwritten rules of the furry fandom? For instance, I think one of them might be if a fursuiter needs to get on an elevator because they're going to overheat, they are allowed to initiate priority and should be able to. Or don't go and pick up children. Is that an example? (laughs) (laughs) Leave those children on the tree. Don't pick them up. Leave those kids alone. (laughs) I don't know what children have to do with the furry fandom, but we'll leave that as an unspoken rule. Don't pick up children. Don't pick people up, man. People (laughs) don't like it. I hate being lifted off the ground. Don't glomp people. Okay. So, Ask to give hugs before giving them. Very true. So there you go. Now send those um, to the places Firebreath mentioned. Leave them on our show notes page. Do whatever. And we will read them on our next episode. You can tell that we've been recording for a long time. And we love you very much. Thank you for all of your overwhelming support here. We, we love you guys every day. So, this is Tugs. This is Rue. Oh, and this is Gina. And this has been For What, for what It's, it's worth. worth. Oh, and Ink. And Ink. And ink. Oh, he says bye. And you also have to say For What It's Worth. Oh, uh, let's, let's do that again. This is For What It's Worth. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> now I'm embarrassed. Stop. You did that last time you were on, too. Shut up. <laughs>